With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So all you got was a lousy one-word answer. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little disappointing. Because I, uh, you know, yesterday we're referring to a, a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Twins game is dwaddling along already. It's about, it's, they've been playing for uh, 40 minutes and they're in the top of the first and they're the bottom of the first. And I looked out and we've had more wonderful days this summer than I can ever recall. Mm-hmm. Maybe 1980 when we had a full-blown, 88 when we had a full-blown drought. Right. But, which was wonderful. You were pro drought. You're pro drought. Pro drought. When I golfed, it was really pro drought because you drought because you the lousy golf courses you played, you could get an extra twenty five yards. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, I said I think I'll go up and uh, she's uh, she's up there in the den doing something. I'll go up and, and propose that we. Yeah. Drive around a nice body of water. I hadn't yeah. even chosen the water okay. yet, but we have options. Yep. Yeah. We have plenty of options. I said, let's get the top down, drive around. Uh, you know, we'll drive around water someplace, take a look, uh, maybe pause and gaze at that the water. nice. Yeah. And then we'll go find a restaurant that's got a veranda. Yeah. On a beautiful day, and we'll have lunch, and we'll yeah. talk idea. about life. Yeah. And the answer was... No. <laughs> and it That's wasn't it? it wasn't complicated. It wasn't complicated by a long whether do I want to do this or not. Right. It was almost immediate no. And did you And did, then there was nothing else. So you sat there and waited for some I, type I, of explanation. I think I deserved a phony excuse, don't you? No. I, think so. I just yeah. cut my uh, finger off or yeah, something or like I, that. I got a headache. Yeah, uh, right, give me right. give me the old headache. Right. That always works, but no, I got nothing. I just got no. I said, "Well, okay then. I'm going back downstairs and See you uh, later. watch more of this horse crap baseball game." And uh, <laughs> and then then I took my own drive, but didn't have oh, a lunch. It wasn't I as just, romantic. I without... just drove. I I went to Costco. <laughs> That's what I did. That was my romantic drive. I went to I went up the I, I went to the. The Costco that's farther away, the one up in Maple Grove. Okay, so, for a little drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you're not the only one that this happened to this weekend. Really? Uh, that was just promptly turned down with mm-hmm. uh, with with something. Joe, did that oh. happen to you? I told her, throw on a suit and let's swim with the kids. She said, I don't like to get wet. <laughs> 
Oh. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, well that's... Uh, Sounds good. Yep. That's, uh, that's a good idea. Joe turned around and walked away. He had his answer. Yes. I got my answer. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's as you said. I couldn't get into that game yesterday like oh, you. I, I just couldn't well, get into the, that the game. Good, the good thing about it is, Joe, you could have gotten bored by the game. Then you could have read a nice uh, uh, short story, let's say, of a Malibu short story or something. Yeah. And come back and still saw three innings. Oh, so right. that would have been three hours and 35 minutes to uh, score nine runs. It was it was dreary to say the least, and where these twins are getting these pitchers who couldn't start oh. for the Meesville Mudhens, I have a big problem. Columbine or whatever his name is, this lefty they brought in. My God, what was that crap? That was some he's got slop. the big loop and curveball, and can you know. Uh, I might have said this earlier, but he could hit you right between the eyes with a fastball, and you'd think a mosquito bit you. That <laughs> uh, was, uh, what the hell? Why are they recycling all these 32-year-old guys who are six-year minor league free agents that have no life in their arms? Uh, get me up. Everybody else is bringing up their kids who can throw hard, and these guys got all these guys throwing 86 miles an hour coming out of the bullpen. And uh, I, I don't know what they're doing. They're lucky to. They now go to Cleveland, and uh, Cleveland, two of their best pitchers were uh, sent to the minor leagues because they broke uh, quarantine and gave them a, you know. And uh, they still have better starting pitching than the Twins do. So I, I don't know. But Golf they, wasn't any fun either when you oh. win by 11 <laughs> shots. <laughs> I, you know what's not any fun? Golf course where somebody can shoot 30 under. Mm-hmm. You know, wait a minute. What the I hell? I want to play that one. How did they find this golf course to hold the the Northern Trust? They had all those New York area golf courses they played on. The one, uh, the one on the on the east on the river there between uh, down where you can see Manhattan right across mm-hmm. your right. Oh, shoulder. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Why aren't they playing there? What are they playing this piece of crap for? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, every time you look at somebody, he's putting for an eagle, thirty mm-hmm. under. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson played out here a month ago, right? Right. Shot 80 in the first round, said he had a bad back and went home. I don't think his heart was in it. I don't think it was either. <laughs> a month later, he's 30 under. Mm-hmm. I want to know who his back doctor was in case I ever have a bad Got back. A good one. I, uh, he is. The, I do think... All in all, he's the most talented guy out there because he can putt, and Rory can't putt. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think when he's playing good and he's interested and he's not having problems with Paulina, he's uh, he is a uh, he's he's the most talented maybe guy she, still, don't you think? Maybe she's the uh, back doctor, Paulina. Oh yes. That'd be a very mm-hmm. yeah. To this day, I still wonder but, about the fall he took falling down the steps at the rented house at Augusta. Yeah, I gifted don't know. athlete like that. Yeah, you got to be able to handle. Well, did he miss? He missed damn near a year, and allegedly because of a cocaine problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's was, that too. He never admitted it, but uh, I don't know. He's a, he's, but I do think that much like Ernie Els, he's. I not, know what you're going to say. Not bothered by a cluttered mind. Right? <laughs> not troubled by thoughts. <laughs> yes, right. He uh, he. I mean. 
He can blow. He, he should have won three, right? He had a he had a, a since the since the restart. Mm-hmm. He's won two, but he had another one where he kind of just played like a bum on Sunday, right? Where mm-hmm. one one of those and uh, yeah, he's a he's a talented guy. But you're right, it's it's hard to watch. You oh. know what the greatest fall in American sports was yesterday, though. Mm. The Indy 500, Joe. Yeah, I didn't see a minute of it. Well, it was 10 o'clock at night before I realized I hadn't, I didn't know who won. Yeah. That I, it suddenly occurred to me that Kenny had mentioned it was being held this weekend. And uh, now they did it without crowds, and obviously. But uh, Chris Long wasn't even there. The Long family oh, couldn't even. Oh, he didn't know this year. Well, they didn't have fans. I suppose, oh, yeah. yeah. So, but the uh, Japanese lad Sato won it again. But I didn't know that till 10 p.m. last night. And even when we were youth, Joe, even when we had no interesting interest in auto racing, we always checked on the Indy 500. Oh, it was one. It was like the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, it was, it was one of the big event. times. Yeah, yep, Army event. Navy game. It was like yes, the Army yes, Navy game. Yes. And uh, and it, and it would be on radio, which is the only race that anybody ever had on radio. And I always liked the radio, as I said. Uh, Pesky comes in and turn, and now we're over to the other turn. And, oh, here comes, oh, here comes Mario Andretti. Yeah. Now down to turn four. Ah, here they come. Huh? What's what? happening? Yeah. Come again? They were always hollering. It was like they're Steve Cannon two, doing a hockey game. They're going 210. It's our car passes the yellow car. Yeah. You know, yeah. the first time I covered it, I uh, I had covered the a few stock races by that you know a few stock car races a couple of Daytonas and the and the first time I covered it it was incredible to me how much faster they went than the than the stock cars because they'd come by and I couldn't tell who was who just all you saw was the flash of color mm-hmm. and and this right. is sitting on the fifty yard line and in, in mm-hmm. the press box you know and they go. Whoosh, it's uh, it is incredible. How are Indy cars different than Formula One cars? They're damn near I the same. Aren't yeah, they? they are. I just Where's don't Kenny think they're quite as them? they're not quite as powerful. I don't think. Uh, they, I think there are some limits on them. Whereas Formula One, they can build their own jet airplane. I think that right. uh, that they want to. So, yeah, and uh, but uh, you don't see the Formula Ones going around in circles. Like these guys do. No, what was Jim Murray's great line about the Indy 500? Uh, Gentlemen, nation. start your coffins. Yeah, something like that. Because they'd been killing guys. Uh, wow. They yeah. were killing guy about one or either in practice or, uh, you know, I've told this story before, something that we've never said on this. Well, Formula week. One used to bump off a couple of races. Oh, oh well, there's, I never, I, I remember the great Charlie Hallman showing me this photo mm-hmm. out of one of the auto magazines of the top 15, I don't know if it was Formula One, but it was your drivers in auto racing from like 10 years earlier. And there were 15 guys, Revson and Donahue and all mm-hmm. these guys. 11 of them had died. That's 11 out of the 15 wow. had died. Yeah. I mean, they. I, I looked up the Brainerd thing uh, last summer, and in their early years, Donahue won a Trans Am. Repson won a Can-Am, and uh, some French guy won a Can-Am when they had their first three, four years, and, and the, the the three years in a row, that guy died, you know, within a, like a year or two afterwards. They got killed. The, 
the guy who won the race up there. It, they were killing them left and right, man, right. back then. That was part of the racing. I, you know, anyway, I was gonna, the first time I ever met Don Riley, talking to St. John's, you know, banquet, the St. John's Athletic Banquet in the spring. May of, uh, they won the national championship, so it had to be May of 66, their football team. And that's when Don's telling them about, he goes to the Indy 500, and there's Eddie Sachs. Laying on the, you know, burning to death on the track down at the far end. And that's what makes sports great. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. He, I'm in the Chicago Stadium and Gordy Howe slashes Leo Fontaine in his ear. He's skating off with his ear in his hand. And that's what makes sports great. Yeah. And I said, ah! <laughs> he was, uh, he, uh, he liked those gritty sports, he did. Yeah. Where have we moved on to with the club? Are we off to Cleveland? We're off to Cleveland, and mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland has, uh, you know, they they don't score many runs, but they uh, they have they have the best pitching in uh, all of baseball. So even with uh, Clevenger and uh, Zach Plesac being banished to their reserve squad, what do we call those teams? The B squad. It's the not the taxi party. squad, is it? The junior. Nah, they don't call it that. They got another word for them. Okay. But uh, the junior varsity, basically, they sent them both out there because. Plesak was caught coming out, coming back, I think, in Chicago from being out with friends, breaking their quarantine in the hotel. And then Clevenger was with him, didn't fess up, and flew back to Cleveland with him. He's that long-haired guy. Yeah. And uh, and so when they found out he did that, they had a team meeting in which Oliver Perez got up, of one of their veteran pitchers, and said, uh, I'm leaving right now. If these guys, if you don't do something about these oh, guys, wow. I don't want them around. So they sent them out for ten days. But one reason being, they have Carlos Carrasco, mm-hmm. who was had just you know discovered to have leukemia last year and went through treatment for it. And obviously, he's one of their pitchers and uh, has a immune system. Obviously, situation. And uh, the Latin guys were the ones who really, the Hispanic guys were the ones who were really upset because Carrasco was one of their guys, mm-hmm. and these guys are... Well, and Frank Kona had cancer issues too, didn't he? I don't know what he's got. He hasn't managed for a couple of weeks. He's got stomach issue of right. some kind. I don't know what his, what his problem is. They haven't really told us, but it, uh, it appears to be more serious than what they're trying to uh, tell us anyway. What's the deal with the Vikings? There, it turns out they were getting false positive tests. Well, they're not sure they're false positives, but the NFL has been getting a boatload of uh, the. The NFL had seventy-seven positives that I think this one outfit they've they're, they've been sending their samples to three or four different labs, mm-hmm. and surprisingly, the one out in New, Jer- New Jersey is sending back everybody is positive, and a lot of them uh, then uh, aren't really positive. Well, that's. I guess that's good news. Uh, what's uh, what's this story? Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor. Oh yeah, we had a uh, we had a police, police shooting uh, in Kenosha. Kenosha over the weekend. Uh, what about the Lieutenant Governor? The Lieutenant Governor. Oh oh oh. They're just chiming in. There's a on. hole in there. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. 
Kenosha. Okay, I missed that one. I thought that I, th- I didn't see the call. You thought the I lieutenant thought governor the, was shot. I thought, okay. the, I thought the lieutenant <laughs> governor shot somebody. Who seven put the times. question mark in the teleprompter? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Right? Was that Will Ferrell? No, that was uh, that was your guy that just passed away. Uh, help me, Fred Ron, Willard. Oh, Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Yeah, Fred Willard. Fred Ron Burgundy. Yeah. The most underrated funny man oh. in American history. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't watch it, but he was real, Modern Family. He was extremely he was, really I, he was the father I can in imagine law. that. Uh, His dry wit, it just it it flowed perfectly. I was just offended by what light we made of gay humor in that, so I couldn't watch it. <laughs> It just offended Unlike you. Tom Brenneman, I would have been. I, I bet Tom Brenneman. <laughs> oh I bet God. he wasn't offended Don't by the gay humor, that. but I was. Probably. I was offended we'll by Did the gay Brenneman humor. Did Brenneman lose his job? Uh, he has been suspended by the Reds and told by Fox, right? Yes. That he will not be working their football games this year. Okay, but time out. Did you hear. His apology on the air. Oh yes, with the His whole run call. Then I'm really sorry. Oh, it's a high fly ball. <laughs> Reavers, Reavers had some uh, fun with that, and oh, good. Uh, and that irritated some people. But uh, anyway, you know that uh, that the, he's had his supporters out there in Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, that was the worst. Uh, that was the worst. That was the worst. You know, the apology that he also included the anyone who I've offended in there, which is the but non-apology. To That's a non-apology apology. But to yeah. interrupt a non-apology apology with a home run call really makes it a non-apology oh. apology, doesn't it? But the first thought I had was Pat was my God, this is Brockmeyer. Yes, the opening yes, scene yes, of Brockmire. That's the right. first thought I had. Yes, right. You know, not that I'm uh, I'm I'm the best in the business, the most hardworking producer that's ever been. No, but I would like to pat myself on the back. Don't tell me that you'll give me chest pains. I would like I'll to be shocked. I would like to pat myself on the back, and not that you guys would say anything like Brenneman said at all. But no, of course not. During, of course, during any break, I would always pull you oh, guys all the way down the because way I down. never trusted you guys turning off your own mics, so as to never heard any. I'd say. Joe was much more consistent in turning off his bike than I was. He was like a robot. The, the, <laughs> yes, the monkey, yeah, we'll the, the, the light went off, the monkey hit the button. Wait, is you might a, have saved me once or twice. Yes. That's a sturdy limb you're standing on saying Joe might have been a little more consistent with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. I'm not leaving any mic on. Oh. I was. Yeah, I'd do that once in a while. Once in a while, yeah. And well, the, the biggest save for Patrick was... When he was commenting about watching the LPGA, yes, uh, yes, we we saved him in that on that occasion. That is uh, that is true. But then we also long time ago. But then we also saved the uh, uh, audio for our own personal yes, amusement. Yes, we listen to it every once in a while off the air. Well, we need yeah. a good pick me up. Yeah. Hey, uh, hit it hey, hey, get rid of that tape, will you? Get rid of that tape. <laughs> you got it. No Roll problem. it back, Larry. <laughs> so I got a topic today. All right, we're okay. halfway into the show. Let's Here go. we go. <laughs> what do you got today? Let's start with some sportsly. Masks. Masks. So I'm driving today, not driving today. Okay. I'm walking down the hallway today here with at my the mask building. on here at Hubbard, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can't stop it. I got a cough, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's I coming. cough. I got stuff in my hands. I cough. So basically, with this mask and you cough, you're making sure you capture. Yes. Yeah, own, you don't want droplets to uh, you know, so to fly, you capture your own droplets and then kick them back into right. your mouth. Let's right? go here. So <laughs> this can't be good for you, right? Right, right. In case you, in case the cough was going to naturally expel them, right, out into the 
atmosphere, right. you made sure you captured them and have them come back in, yes. right? Pat, this is uncanny. I said this uh, an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, wearing, I had to wear one for an hour yesterday, indoor mm-hmm. deal. Oh. And, and, and it struck me. This is antithetical to good health. I'm breathing the same air yes. over and over again. Yes. What if I was sick? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I think what you should do, Joe, you should tell Pat the story you read on GL about the governor of Maine. Oh, Pat, the governor of Maine, Jane somebody, mm-hmm. has ordered restaurant workers to wear those those uh, lampshades that the dogs oh, yeah, have to wear yeah, when they right. come back I'm from the hospital. I'm running into the lampshades. <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah. if you think you look stupid with a mask, you should <laughs> see. You gotta look in the mirror and see how stupid you look yes. with the with the you the know like, shame. like the firefighter out. Oh. And, uh, yeah, you really look stupid. In fact, I knew this one gal. I could tell I was in a store. And I could tell she had a good sense of humor, and I said, boy, you guys really look stupid in those things. But uh, anyway. She was probably proud. Anyway, so yes, what uh, what did the mayor, What she's ordered them to wear those, huh? Yeah, you got to wear the dog thing, the dog mask collar. The, the cone. And, and why are they safer? I guess it forces your air up instead of down. I have no idea. <laughs> I think we're... I got a... That, that's, yeah, you know, my wife got the Amazon ones, the little blue ones. You get about seven hundred of them for twenty bucks. I got a hunch the lampshades are a little more expensive than that, Probably. right? Probably, yeah, I would guess. I, I got to think they're running you twenty five bucks <laughs> well, a piece. Wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Maybe we what we could do, Joe, uh, get them custom ordered. We could put you know the GL podcast in here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but here's the other deal: if you cough inside that one. Then you got her sticking on a oh, yeah. window, right? You're basically, and so you got you got the germ sticking on the window. Then, and so what are you supposed to do? Go take wipe that off? Kill? How do you kill this stuff? That's what I want to know. I got a That's video from a guy who said, "Always wear a mask at Menards," and it's a, a guy following a woman, young woman who's very, very attractive, mm-hmm. who quite clearly is uh, uh, wearing nothing up top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that becomes terribly evident because the shirt she has on allows you to see everything. Mm-hmm. Huh. But she is wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. Orville would have liked to been there for that one. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, yes. yeah. The the lamp. The, the where am I seeing those? Uh, on a dog. No, but the <laughs> but the uh, but the. One of the groceries, not Barley's doesn't have them. I, I don't know who does. Somebody, I, I was in some store Costco. the other day. I said, Costco. Yes, somebody in, I saw Costco some of those Maple in Costco. Some of them in Costco had them. The one after you got noped, you went to nope. Costco yeah, and I went Maple Grove. Yeah, I went to Costco, right. But I got out of Costco for under 100 bucks first time in my life. Oh, wow. Jenny Are TV? you a member? Oh, heavens, yes. Of what? Yeah, toilet paper, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's where you get your toilet paper. And yeah, yeah. big... Can of tomato uh, paste or soup or something like that. <laughs> yes. What was Feed the an army? Rook, what was the store Joe was at when he was asked that question? He was at the uh, Whole Foods or the uh, no, it was the one on Ran. Oh, it was right the one- on Randolph and Fairview. Yeah, was Randolph and Fairview. It was a it was co-op. Some kind it was of co-op. Mississippi co-op. <laughs> and he went there to go get some milk. He yeah. puts the milk on the conveyor belt, and the lady says, "Are you a member?" And Joe looks around and says, "Of what?" <laughs> <laughs> So you couldn't, could you couldn't even buy it? No, they turned me away. I wasn't a member. See you later, you Republican POS. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, 
if there's a co-op in your neighborhood, there's a damn good chance you're oh, in yeah. a DFL precinct. Oh, yeah. I'd say. You're yeah. gonna find some unshoveled walks. Yes. Well, plus, they didn't even have real milk. They just had fake milk, oh, yeah. rice milk, uh, or right. duck milk, milk, or whatever the hell. That's it is. my problem with uh, Whole Foods. I, uh, you know, there's just way too much healthy crap. Well, I'm married there. to a woman that's big on the almond milk in our house to the mm. point now where the boys don't even drink the regular cow milk; they go straight for the almond oh, milk. Boy. Yeah. You know when you become aged adults like us, how do you have milk and almond? You buy the milk. <laughs> you buy the milk, and she said the bride says, "Hey, get milk when you're going to the yeah, store." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. two weeks later, you pour it out. Yep. And, you know? and it comes out Unle- chunk, chunk, unless, chunk. Unless she's decided to eat, have some cereal right. during the week. Yeah. Never drink. That- never drink a glass of milk. Never drink. Always smell it. Always <laughs> stuffed it before. Well, you look at it. It says it's okay. This turned to cheese. So we'll August twelfth. <laughs> right. Throw it. Throw out a lot of. You know what else I always throw out? Coleslaw. Yeah, well, coleslaw. It, 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 the first. Whenever day. you have a like a backyard party, yep. hey, get coleslaw. You get coleslaw a month later. Throw it out. Yep. A week yeah. later. I would agree with you. It's only good that first night. Well, Maybe no, the second day. It's never good. Coleslaw's oh no, a, you can't beat a good slaw. Coleslaw is like Worst food product. Oh, uh, that cabbage right. keeps you from getting the COVID. That's what I read. <laughs> I thought that was Diet Coke. That's what I thought, no, too. No, Diet Coke, no. Your, yours is Diet Coke. Mine's coleslaw. See, my dad doesn't like coleslaw to the point where he calls it silage. That's what he, that's what he calls it. <laughs> I might it. steal that. Silage. I might steal that. Well, well you I, obviously have never had good coleslaw. Well, my coleslaw hatred goes back to church dinners in, yeah, the, in the 50s. The Lutherans and the cat, you know, I told you, marketing purposes, yeah. we used to have to go in the fall, do double headers, you know, yeah. The, yeah. You know, to make sure we went to all the church dinners, and Lutheran and Catholic. And Well, uh, Richard was working the room. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know, some towns, we didn't have to go to the Lutherans because we had no shot, you know, yeah. but... Uh, if there was a Catholic uh, church dinner and within 25 miles of Fulda, we had to be there. You know? mm-hmm. And you had the same thing at every every one of them, including coleslaw. Mm-hmm. There was always coleslaw. All right. I'm going to test your memory, Mr. Roycey. Joe might even get this one, too. This was sent to us by Eric. Uh, play this for the boys if you'd like. This date in 1981, do you remember what happened on this day? August twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one. Kent Herbeck got called Look up to the. Kent Herbeck got called up to the major leagues <laughs> and hit a home run, home run in uh, Yankee Stadium to win the game for the Twins. Look the only home run he hit in, in eighty one, by the way. Really? Yeah. Was this first at bat? Nope. But, oh, it, was but it was later his first in the game. game. I think it yeah. put them ahead. I think yep. it was the winning run. Wow. Yeah. I've I told you that. about that that story that I was uh, writing columns for the Dispatch then. Yeah. Afternoon column, and I decided I had to write. A, I was in, I was in the above the cheesecake factory, right? Yeah. That was yeah. My, the, the palatial <laughs> post-divorce apartment in the cheesecake above the cheesecake factory, and I said, you know, and I hadn't gotten into the gin yet, so I figured I got to write a Herbeck column for tomorrow, yeah. and that was back when you could look in the phone book and get a number, right? Right. So I found. Ed and Tina Herbeck, and I said, how many Herbecks can there be? Right, right. So I called, and Tina answered, and she was thrilled, and everything was great, and she was a great gal. And I said, put your husband on the phone. So she put Ed on the phone, Mm -hmm. and he was slurring all his words, and I thought, "Ah, Ed's had a few pops. He's, he's, He's celebrating. Right. 
And so I wrote the column, and I had a line in there about Ed celebrating, and then I said, yeah, Doesn't feel right. I think I'll take it out. I oh, just, were you smart. Just, in a, just as a caution. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't the days of email or anything like that, but, uh, of course, Ed, later we found out maybe a couple weeks later that he had ALS. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. So I'm uh, I'm glad that happened. Right? But I'll never forget the, when Herbie hit the, uh, I think it was a Grand Slam, and they, they didn't have the bag up yet, right? right. The next yeah. year, and he hit it, and it smashed into those. The football seats. Yeah, the, the football, the, the bent over yeah. seats. And Ed was sitting in front of the press box, and he, they got he, he, you know, he was, he know, was hurting, yeah, yeah, he was. But they got him out, and he, he rose up and joined in the standing ovation oh, wow. for cool. that. So that's cool. His wife kind of helped him up, and uh, the other family members helped him up, and he applauded. And he didn't last much longer. He died that summer. So. Wow. But, uh, you know that was Aunt Peggy or the first Fridays that were talking to you when he said, you might want to just yeah, take, take that line out. out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We'll, uh, uh, boy, that Herbie, though. He was Ted Williams. He was the splendid splinter back then, man. Remember Herbie when he was, Joe, when he was like 225? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Two, I mean, he was a blade. Yeah, he was like 210 maybe when he yeah. was, you know, six foot five. Had the best swing ever. I remember he hit two in that spring in 82. He hit two in the orange trees at, at, in Winter Haven. They had the orange grove out behind mm-hmm. the right center field fence. Hit two. Man, that was a pretty swing. It, was the first season in the Dome 81 82, or 82? 82. 82. 81 was, uh, 81 was the, the strike year and the last yep. year at Met Stadium. And, uh, and, you know, the season was – that was not when they split – was that when they split the 81 season? 81 was the split season. split season, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know the the twins were contenders in the second half, which was the biggest joke of all time. They were terrible, but they called up Herbie, and then they called up Loudner about the same time, and then Gaetti came up in September, and we started to see the future there. Mm-hmm. After so after that last game, team. was that when they were you guys were commenting when they were hacking off the the seats and whatnot? No, no that, that was, was football. football. Oh, that was Vikings, Vikings. game. Vikings. Okay, December. Okay. <laughs> that was a great Joe. I can great still hear column. the noise. You had, a, you had a great column about the construction project that was right. taking place. And, we went down. I don't know if you went downstairs. I went downstairs to the locker room and came back up and got off the elevator, and all you could hear was pounding. It was right. like it was like being downtown next to building one of these twenty-story buildings. Guys. Hell, they were taking the flagpole. They were oh, taking yeah. rows of seats and railings. <laughs> Joe, who did you see? Was it the guy with the sledgehammer? Yeah, yeah I saw was, a guy with a sledgehammer. Yeah, a big, what do you need? But it, was a <laughs> but it wasn't your nice small sledgehammer. It had the great Industrial. big head on it. Had it had the the wooden head on it. The side of your head. Now <laughs> think of that a minute. How in the hell did he get it in there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Klobuchar wrote a column saying they're going to be bringing all the all the instruments of destruction they were yeah. bringing, and then he yeah. had to write. I think that's. I think they suspended him for a week or something because it happened. Wow. Right. Yeah. Oh, as in like he encouraged it. Well, yeah. Wow. He, Planted was, the seeds. He wrote a column thinking it was. Funny and it was kind of funny, but uh, it ended up that's what happened. To me. Right. Remember the guy? Remember we talked about it obviously when we started doing radio. In had we been we'd been fired by eighty? Well, no, wait, we were on the air, right? 
Uh, 81, because we got, we came on and it, no, we'd been fired by that. I think we'd been fired by 80. I think we got fired in the spring of 81, right? No, 82. We were on the air. And remember, we, we guys, we had people calling in, telling us what they woke up with in their lawn the next right, morning. Right, right. One guy telling us about, he had like a big piece of goalpost in his right. yard. And they, they, were, they were waking up and grab, they all had sod, you know, everybody went what down. What did and, you bring home? There's still sod in a lot of refrigerators, I bet. Oh There's still sod. God. Dug out the sod, and of course, by... By that time of year at Met Stadium, the sod amounted to, you needed a you needed a drill to right. get the sod out by that. That time. had to be December. Patrick. Oh, it was yeah, December twenty. Who were they playing? Were they playing Kansas City? I think maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. They didn't eighty one. I don't think they made the. Oh, did they? Make, I don't think they made the playoffs that year. So I think that was the end of it. Yeah, it was the end of it. A regular season game. So. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was fantastic. I love that story. <laughs> people, people driving out of there with crap. You know, they just anything they could get their hands on. Because when the guy broke the seats, it wasn't like they came out smoothly to have a piece of a seat. December twentieth of nineteen eighty-one, the Vikings lost to the Kansas City Chiefs ten to six. What'd they end up that year? Uh, that year, let me see if I can find the entire about eight and eight. That was bad. That was sort of the. Oh, look, we Bud's the downfall of Bud there. He only, you know, he quit two years later and then yeah, came d- back. Dark Star called in and came told back you guys. And then, uh, no, 85. No, oh, 80, 85. Okay. 80, uh, 83, Sid, they flew Sid out to Hawaii to tell Max. And Bud, Bud Lynn and uh, Sid were flying out to tell Max. And Sid got off the plane in L.A. because he thought it'd be bad taste for him to be out there when the bro- news was broken to Max. I have a completely different question. They yeah. were six and, uh, sorry, seven and nine that year. Okay. Seven yeah. and nine. No playoff. Why do boaters apparently uniformly support Trump? I'm looking at a story Kelsey just sent me from Bismarck, North Dakota. For over an hour, an uninterrupted stream of boats passed between the Memorial Bridge and Bismarck, advancing at idle speeds up the Missouri River, blaring country radio hits like Proud to be an American, Old Town Road, and they all had. Uh, Trump 2020 flags. I was on the Fox chain last week. Mm-hmm. Yes. There were there were there were American flags with Trump's face superimposed on them. Well, it tells us this. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. I didn't <laughs> Most you know, voters I, are white people. That's what it tells us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And they have the they, they have the flotillas down in uh, Palm Beach too, going up and down the intercoast. You should see uh, Lake Minnetonka. If you're a believer, you're a real believer. That's uh, that's one of the things. But Min- a lot of Minnetonka those probably has a lot it. of those kids are of, in their twenties. Uh, a lot of Minnetonkas. They got some youth that's probably right. are going to vote the other way. Well, the other so. part of it too, Joe, is let's say you are a Biden Harris supporter. Come November, there's not really a flag to put at the end of your boat. Right, right what are you going to put? You know, there's yeah. no inventory. No, I, I got that. I okay. just, but it's in, it, invariably I discover all these pictures of boat parades and they're all Trump people. What do you think of the boys saying buy Chinese tires? No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Put Goodyear out of business. They won't. I bet you'll be glued to this convention starting tonight, huh? Me? Oh yeah. Well, I didn't watch any of the other one. I Neither mean, did I. There's nothing that can happen that's going to change my mind. So right. I there's nothing for me to watch. You know. 
I, I, the only thing I'll really watch for sure is Camilla kick the crap out of Pence. I'll watch that one because she's mean. Yeah, like, she is. I like her being mean. Yeah. I like it when she's mean. <laughs> Would she have said yes or no to a nice, um, eloquent car ride with the significant other to go look at uh, various things like you proposed yesterday, Pat? I would have put in a written request. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have had the uh, the uh, guts to ask it directly. Right. Guts is the right word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I saw the other day that really, I might have mentioned this before, but it's really sad. You remember Denise Richards? Sure, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. Spectacular actress, just was great in wild things. Right, I, I mean, agree she, with that. She was, yeah, I mean, I it was a, it was a sterling performance. Should have won an Oscar. I mean, unlike the other gal, Nev Campbell, she wasn't afraid to lure lure uh, the, the main. Who was the guy? I don't know. Who was the guy? I don't know. Who was the guy they were trying? The the older the teacher, guy. the scumbag, Kevin Mac- Bacon. Was it Kevin Bacon? I don't know. No, he was the cop. Oh, that's right. To figure it out. Was it Matt Dillon? Might be Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Anyway, she's on a housewife show. What? She's on a housewives of some place. Oh, yeah. She might, it might be Orange uh, County. Yeah. Or, yeah how, I think the, so. how the f- mighty have fallen. And I was watching. Not what I thought you were going to say. And oh, I me w- too. <laughs> I was up there, and the, the wife was watching it, so I had to watch. And she's phoning up some argument about being how she's offended, you know, like you have to, so they can all scream at each other. And I'm saying, boy, this is sad. This one great great actress has now got to be on Desperate Housewives of someplace out, you know, <laughs> Santa Monica yes, or someplace. Whatever it is. In an effort to uh, look up who that teacher was, I did Google Wild Things. Yes, movie, that's and good. Of course, the trailer comes up, and I'll be saving that one yeah. for later. <laughs> but who I haven't it? seen Matt that Dillon? movie. Yeah, oh. it was Matt Dillon. You're right. Uh, I haven't seen Wild Things. Uh, it's one you can do some fast forwarding. You know, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to stick around well, for plot development. Why say, am I confusing that with something called something Wild Thing? Oh no, something Wild is a completely different. That was Ray Liotta was the bad yeah, guy, yeah. and yeah, Ray Joe, Liotta. Was, Joe, that Wild, was actually a good movie. Yeah, it was. Joe, yeah. the movie Wild Things came in I think mid to late '90s, and that was one of those movies where if you owned it on VHS as a college kid. <laughs> It pretty much got wore out, you know, about and, halfway through. And then they had uh, at least two sequels. I didn't watch them, but I got to think the plot pretty much stayed the same. And, I would guess. And I, yeah. I, only only the naked girls changed, right? right. <laughs> the plot stayed the same. The Boy. director said, we need a couple of new naked girls. In yes, this movie. right. Yeah. So there were a lot of what we used to call good parts. Yes, there yes. were. Yeah, 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 back right. when you could say that. Remember it was back when you could say that. Parts, as Pat said with the remote. Get back to the parts. Might have to watch that for old time's sake, just because of poor Denise making the making the plunge. Oh, I didn't know that. Poor Denise, really. Plus, she had to be married to that goofball for a while. I wonder if he's out of money. Is that why? uh, Is that why she's got to do this? Is Charlie broke? Well, she. Well, they're long they're separated. Long divorced. Right, I know but that, he, but he's but got to be paying not her. Oh. His, maybe he's not making his alimony yeah, payments yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know. What's what's with movie theaters? Are we open again? AMC is opening with social distancing. So the local uh, AMC chain 
has said they're going to open. I don't know if they're going to open all of them. But they haven't opened yet? They're going to open Invergrove Heights, I know that, and that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. That's highly populated, and I don't know what the list of the others, but they're going to have every other. They're going to have signs I've there. I've driven by my Willow Creek one, which is, uh, I don't know, I think it was independently owned, mm-hmm. but Imagine, it was an Imagine, and I can't ever tell if they're open or not. I, I need one that has schedule. windows. I need a theater that can open the windows. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. if you went to a theater in Maine, you could wear your dog cone. You I'd know, have to wear my dog cone. Right. Right. Then, then he can't see the movie, and you're trying to, <laughs> what the hell? Hey, how about what's happening in the Gulf here? I don't think we're going to get it in uh, Fort Myers, but uh, we got two of them that might run into each other. Right. Two hurricanes. That would uh, that would cause some poor Louisiana, man. Well, New Orleans might be going under again. Yes, and uh, it, if they get two of them, Wow. Unbelievable. Well, it should have never been built there. It's, un- it's below it's, sea it's level. Yeah, sea but level. they didn't think about that in 1623. When oh, the, I know. But when, when they when the Frenchman stopped there and said, "Yeah, let's let's try this." This is kind of nice. What the hell? Let's, I don't want to go any further up this bog. For God's sake, let's just stop right <laughs> here. You know. That's, so it's it's Laura and Marco. Hurricane Laura, or Tropical mm-hmm. Storm Laura, and then Marco are the two. My guy Hans sent out a bulletin as to what his uh, what precautions he was going to take if it looked like it was going to hit. Oh. You know, he's the guy that yeah. goes in and sees if it's still in one piece. And then he sent it out yesterday saying, nah, it's not going to, it's going south, so we're good. You don't need me to run down there and check on it for you? No. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. You can. Uh, Why, you can. When are you next going to make a visit to the estate? I'm thinking uh, we got to get rid of this. Uh, we got to get rid of this thing first. The I'm COVID? not going. I'm not heading down there until yeah. the Mayo Clinic does its job. I'm very disappointed in them. They were my hope. I thought they were going to get this figured out. But you thought you'd have a uh, just stick a pin in it and a little. Uh, I thought they'd have vaccine. Yeah. And then you're from Minnesota. We got to be first. Old guys from Minnesota got to be first in line, don't we? If the Mayo I Clinic, the <laughs> Mayo Clinic defended. Have you been on a plane since this? No, either have I. I don't know if uh, uh, people are le- flying. At yeah. least, people are going to Denver. Yes, but at least all of our airlines are making sure that middle seat's empty, unless somebody Pretty wants much, to buy it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's the only thing holding them back. Is uh, but there are. I mean, some of the planes are only there's fifty people Joe, on there. You can fly to Fort Myers now. And you, they won't even go down the aisle and give you a Diet Coke. You got to bring your own you stuff. Bring your apparently. own stuff. Yeah. So wait a minute. It, the 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 middle seat guy or gal can opt in, but what if you're one of the outside people that didn't want well, someone next the, to you? But that's the biggest problem. The people that are on the window and the aisle seats are the biggest complainers when there's somebody in the middle seat. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you're on a. Of, 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 of an airplane where everybody's packed in like sardines to begin with, and you're at the airport, how can you really complain? Because you're, that, you're paying the least amount of money possibly you can, most people. Right. And then they, feel, right? then they want to pretend like they're flying private. Right. It doesn't work right. that way. It doesn't uh, work that way. Yes, and I can right. tell everybody if you're going to LAX, if you're going to uh, Baltimore, 
at least two hours before. People show up 15 really? minutes prior to. Joe, do you remember the wonders of flight when you first covered sports before oh. they deregulated airlines? I have, I have and such And nobody could afford to fly. It was yeah. fantastic. Sunday <laughs> was newspaper, like, cup of coffee, and smoking it, a yeah, heater. And you'd get on the Braniff out of Chicago, out of yeah. Kansas City. They'd have like an 1130 flight because they didn't. Mm-hmm. There'd be like 23 of you. It was right. great, man. Right. Nobody, and the idea that people would fly to Orlando to watch the Twins play, there was like, you knew the people that came down to watch spring training by name. Right. <laughs> you know, there were 40 know, of so. them. Nobody could afford to fly. It was, it was 600 bucks mm-hmm. back then. You know, I mean, it was great. I flew on a lot of empty planes. I flew on a lot of empty planes. Oh, it was great. Did you oh, bring boy. the Pinto? Down yeah, to one Fort year, Myers. I took the deluxe pin out down to Fort Myers. <laughs> Full of How pots and pans. And would you, like did you make gypsy. everybody sleep in the car? That was just you and the bride? Just No, just me. Oh, okay. He yeah, wasn't taking her. Flew did down. You, he asked her if it? she wanted to go. She said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Without explanation. Yeah, That's right. right. Yeah. No. Hey, so did you... Did you fly it so you didn't have to stay anywhere or just stop someplace? No, that was the year I had to live down there for about six weeks. Yeah. So I drove down. Yeah, but did you drive 1,700 miles without stopping? Oh, God, no. I stay overnight someplace. I stay overnight in Nashville, I think. I had cousins there. No, don't don't make, don't, it's not that easy. He just says, oh, I just, I just picked a spot. He probably went over to find out what motel had this, (laughs) what hotel, how high up am I? You're on the second floor. I can't be on the second floor in a motel. How cheap is it? This is the man. I stayed with family members in Nashville. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I might have only been that. one night on the road. Oh yeah, that's uh, you. You could, you know, cut it. Up. Orlando isn't quite as far as Fort Myers. You could you could cut her up into two eight hundred mile so humps. So when you made yeah. the trip all the way from the Twin Cities to Florida, when you got I don't know five minutes from your destination in Florida, did you get a speeding ticket? Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah, I got that. <laughs> All the way. I told you that. yards away. Honey, I told no, you the story of the time. I told you the story of the time I had to take a granddaughter to Chicago to surprise her cousin for her birthday, and so the granddaughter's you know eight, eight or nine, mm-hmm. and, and for some reason we also had to deliver a crib to this place <laughs> that I was going. So in the bed of the pickup truck was a crib, and then I got this little kid in the car. And mm-hmm. if I ever had to stop and go uh, go to the can, I'd say, "All right, you you got to come in with me." And and so there's a car, there's a truck parked in front of the place with a crib in the back, mm-hmm. and here's me walking in with a little girl. Yeah. And I'm saying, I'm saying you to the cashier, might be suspicious. Keep your eye on her for a minute, will you, please? You go, yeah. And then we get back in the car and go. Well, the whole time down there, going down, I kept saying, uh, "Tell me when you have to go to the bathroom, honey. Tell me when you have to go to the bathroom. No, I don't have to go. I'm good. I'm good." Five minutes from their house, oh, no. mm-hmm. we got to stop at a pizza hut <laughs> <laughs> because she finally decided she had to go. I gotta go. Five more minutes, <laughs> you could have made it. <laughs> what'd you? Uh, what'd you get at Pizza Hut? Nothing. I had, to, I had to guard the door. <laughs> I bet that was the first time you were ever in a pizza hut. Uh, probably. probably. Is that I haven't like been the, in one since. The time you and Rook were coming to a live remote and Rook looked at the overhead sign and said, uh, you want to grab a couple of fish sandwiches on no, our way? No, I'm not eating I that. wouldn't eat those bullhead <laughs> sandwiches if you were the 
<laughs> I'm very proud of my 11-year-old granddaughter. At age 11, she has switched from soccer to softball. Oh, All right. Yeah. That's right. Healthy All switch, right. huh? She watched her brother play baseball. She's a, she wants to be in a sport where she can can uh, decide her own fate more uh, easily than yes. Uh, Yes. Then, uh, Soccer's then, just a lot of running soccer. around. A lot of running around, hoping you're playing with a Lagos, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yes. When I played with them, don't pass the ball to me, don't pass the ball to me. <laughs> you didn't have to worry no, about it. No, no. As you said, you were a pylon. Human pylon for Gerard and Manuel Lagos. <laughs> Not Human a pylon. Hey, is Buzzy still with us? He's still with us. Uh, yes, I believe yeah. he's in the heart of St. Paul, a stone's throw from the ground. They Grand should Hill. have themselves a big plaque of Buzzy at Allianz. Stadium, because they should. This whole, this whole thing is from the he know, from, from his, the lo- his start of the Thunder. Yeah, you know, it's the amateur team and then a pro team and then they became everything. And he used to have a tournament at St. Paul Academy. It was a Memorial Day tournament where um, soccer teams came from across the country because they had several fields mm-hmm. set up. And we, for some reason, we lived right on that corner there. And the Fort Rouge Soccer Club from Winnipeg, Canada, always parked their bus right outside our house. And so we started to welcome them every year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was pizza parties, beers. It was just a huge party. And it was one of the funnest weekends of the year because it was just, it was soccer. You know, soccer was boring, but it was still, it was just a festive atmosphere. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, they should, uh, they should uh, remember Buzz as they're going along. That's for sure. I'd forgotten that they, I wrote, I had to write something on soccer the other day. That they'd played 2004 and five. They played in Griffin Stadium, his team. I didn't even remember that. Joe? Yes. So I, I have proposed that the facilities in which the pro soccer team is playing in the central midway area of the Twin Cities mm-hmm. has been upgraded <laughs> in the last 15 years <laughs> from beautiful Griffin Stadium to this thing they have now. It's been a considerable upgrade. I have yet to visit the pub. I can't wait to oh, go. It's, uh, the, the, it's, uh, the beer tremendous. Is it there. open? No, it hasn't been. No, nothing was open. They had no fans. It hasn't been open. But oh. uh, I was in there last year before the game and talking to the people. I think it might have been the opener. And they were in there, and they, had, they have these beer hall-type tables in there, right? Mm-hmm. You, so you sit inside. They don't yeah. want to waste space. And these guys were – There was I was talking to these four people, a couple, and then a couple of guys, and uh, – they they had four beers and then the guy signed the signed the slip because the game yeah. was going to start. I said, "How much do those beers cost you?" He says, "I don't know. Credit card. Who cares? That's their <laughs> that's the youth of America. They'll pay that thirteen dollars for a beer because they don't care because they you know it's uh, it's uh, it's on a credit card. What the hell? I got a job and it's on a credit card and I'm going to go watch soccer." Even though the one guy had never seen a game, but the other guy had, so he dragged dragged his buddy along. I, I got to go to the bank. <laughs> yep. All right, okay, you got to go. See ya. They giving you money, or are you giving them money? Uh, I got to switch from one thing to one other thing. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. All right. All right. See ya, Such. Okay. All right. Go, uh, go, GL podcast. Come on. You want me to do it, Josh? Yes, that I would, would be like fantastic. To draw the people in. Let's go. Which one should we do? The deja vu all over again? Yeah, or I love the, that uh, one. Seems like you already did that I one. think the other one's a little okay. more informative. Okay. This is Ricey for my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. 
I'll bet you don't know what's in your mutual fund or ETF. As I've said before, I don't even know what an ETF is. If you can't take my bet, meaning Josh, then you better call my friend, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, to find out. No, meaning me. Why? Because Josh frequently sees a common mistake with new clients in that they are allocated as high as 50% in impaired stocks. You may be asking, what the heck is an impaired stock? I have no idea, so that is why I work with Josh. Call Josh for your no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to find out how to get the garbage out of your 401k or IRA. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. 952-925-5608. That'll wrap up this Monday Night Sports Talk podcast. Check it out at PodMN on your smartphone and PodMN.com on your computer. We'll catch you next time, Monday Night Sports Talk.